Welcome to the Chartered Trading Standards Institute EU Exit Podcast. I'm Paul Evans. This series of podcasts was designed to accompany CTSI's EU Exit online training modules and serves as an opportunity for trading standards professionals to hear from CTSI's expert lead officers about the impacts of the UK's exit from the EU. We've updated the episodes at the beginning of 2021, following the agreement of a deal between the UK and the EU in the final days of last year. The Trade and Cooperation Agreement represents a new era in how the UK administers many aspects of consumer law, and over the course of this updated podcast series, we'll be taking an in-depth look at how that will impact key aspects of trading standards enforcement. We'll be hearing from specialists in fair trading, e-commerce, animal health, food standards, intellectual property, travel law and cross-border access to justice. In this introductory episode, I'm speaking to Richard Young, managing editor of the Journal of Trading Standards, who interviewed the lead officers in each area. I asked him what trading standards professionals need to know as we enter a new chapter in the country's history and what questions remain to be answered. So, Richard, once again, you've been looking into this for us. In a nutshell, what are the technical aspects of the situation that we need to be aware of? Well, the EU-UK Trade and Cooperation Agreement, or TCA, has been applied provisionally by both the UK and the EU since January the 1st, 2021, and it's still subject to final ratification. On January the 1st, the EU Exit Amendment regulations came into effect, transferring much of the pre-existing EU-derived law into UK-retained law by virtue of the European Union Withdrawal Act 2018 and the European Union Withdrawal Agreement Act 2020. The TCA is obviously a very technical document, and it's quite long at 1,276 pages, so it'll take a while for its full implications for consumer protection to be known. And there are some aspects of trading standards which are likely to be affected more than others. Part 1 of the TCA consists of administrative formalities and Part 2 establishes the basis of the trade agreement between the UK and the EU. Part 3 relates to cooperation in relation to law enforcement and judicial matters. Part 6 applies dispute resolution measures to the TCA to create a mechanism to resolve any problems that may arise from the implementation of the agreement. So what would you say are the key points of the EU exit deal that trading standards professionals need to know about? As I say, the precise impact of various parts of the TCA will only become apparent in time and through the ongoing actions of the EU and the UK. There are a few things that we can say for sure, though. In essence, this can be seen as a hard Brexit. The UK has left the single market, the customs union and various other EU agreements. The UK is no longer a member of the European Economic Area, so it's no Norway-style agreement, and it doesn't resemble other arrangements such as that between the EU and Switzerland. Generally speaking, there are no tariffs or quotas on goods, so the feared price hikes and presumed restrictions on trade have been avoided. However, the tariff-free rules only apply to goods that meet country-of-origin requirements, so tariffs may still apply on the import and export of large consignments of goods sourced from places like China, for example. There's also the possibility that breaches of the TCA could result in tariffs being applied in some circumstances. There is also the likelihood of extra costs being accrued for import and export formalities, so things like paperwork declarations, etc. 
This will obviously mean higher costs for businesses, which is likely to have a knock-on effect for consumers. Some other potential barriers to trade have sprung up as well. For example, there is no agreement on conformity assessment or mutual recognition of standards. That means a UK business selling goods into the EU will have to comply with EU food safety and conformity standards. There are similar restrictions on food and agricultural produce, among other types of product. There's no longer a direct role for the Court of Justice of the European Union in the agreement. So things like the European Small Claims Procedure and the EC's online dispute resolution platform are no longer available to UK consumers. Obviously, that will have an impact for consumers seeking resolution to problems they may experience when buying goods or services from businesses in the EU. One quite big change is around information sharing resources. So things like Traces, for example, the Trade Control and Expert System, will still be available for UK enforcers to look at, but they won't be able to really interact with them or use them to work alongside their erstwhile EU colleagues to collaborate on sharing knowledge and tackling problems when they arise. You mentioned that there are still a few areas where unanswered questions remain. Can you tell us more about those? Yes, that's right. Services are not covered in any comprehensive way, despite some positive words and some very limited provisions. There may be further discussions and possibly further agreements, so the future is not clear for UK businesses seeking to sell services to EU customers. But in the absence of specific agreement, it is likely that, with the UK out of the single market, barriers, restrictions and reductions in business between the EU and the UK will arise. The agreement doesn't include a full data protection and data sharing arrangement. Current arrangements have been extended for a temporary period of from four to six months, after which a final position will be determined. It will be important for UK e-commerce sellers, for example, that the EU reaches a favourable adequacy decision on the UK's approach to data management, as this topic is central to e-commerce transactions. The level playing field provisions set out in the TCA extend to environmental protections, state aid and employment law, but not specifically to consumer protection. The provisions appear to effectively tie the UK to many EU requirements of this kind to ensure that UK businesses, with access to the EU market through the agreement, do not get an unfair advantage over EU competitors through lower costs or higher subsidies. Dispute resolution, i.e. what happens if one side breaches the agreement, was a very controversial topic during the negotiations. The agreement appears to allow for different mechanisms for different circumstances, and it's not clear exactly how any of this will work in practice. The thorny issue of Northern Ireland remains. In line with the withdrawal agreement, Northern Ireland appears to be, in many practical ways, still part of the EU single market. A hardening of the border on the island of Ireland seems to have been avoided, but at the same time the UK government insists that there is no border in the Irish Sea. It is not clear how both of these can be the case at the same time. There's also the prospect of devolution, with the four nations of the UK overseeing their own approaches to the enforcement of food standards, for example, which could serve to further complicate things. Okay, so there are some aspects of trading standards that are more likely to be affected than others. Can you fill in some of the detail there? Yes. 
Well, the EU exit update booklet does go over each of the subject areas in more detail, but it seems likely that EU exit will have little effect in the short term in the area of animal health and agriculture, for example, because there is little to no change in the actual legislation. Where the impact might be felt is in the longer term, though, in the event of changes to how farms and farmers are able to access funding. Likewise, the intellectual property and fair trading aspects of enforcement look like they will not be significantly affected since the previous EU legislation has effectively just been copied and pasted over into newly branded UK legislation. When it comes to food standards, the UK is now free to determine its own imports control system, but this does mean an effective and robust system will need to be in place to minimise the risk from food scares and incidents. The UK also now needs to establish its own individual deals with other countries on the importing and exporting of food. The new Trade and Agricultural Commission will review prospective deals and advise the government about what issues it may raise relating to standards. Where changes are likely to be more noticeable is in areas like cross-border access to justice, which obviously requires the cooperation of EU member states who now will be operating in a separate framework from the UK. I've already mentioned that the European Small Claims Procedure and the EC's online dispute resolution platform won't be available to UK consumers. There will also be an impact in travel and e-commerce where consumers are buying goods and services from abroad. Obviously, in the area of travel, COVID-19 means there are restrictions in place so people aren't travelling as usual. It's clear that the full impact of EU exit won't be felt until things start to return to some kind of normality. The combination of EU exit and COVID means that this new regulatory regime is coming in at anything but a normal time for businesses, consumers and enforcers. That, combined with the resource challenges trading standards faces, will mean there are likely to be some kinks to be ironed out and sources of confusion on top of the inevitable teething problems. Richard, thank you. Well, that's it for now. You can hear Richard's full interviews with each of the experts through the rest of this series, which is designed to complement the modules in the CTSI EU Exit Training Portal. Be sure to check out the rest of the podcasts, each of which is themed around a different area of trading standards. And you'll find lots more resources from CTSI at www.tradingstandards.uk forward slash EU exit. Don't forget to like and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you're listening to us. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.